Listener warning. This episode contains brief instances of mildly strong and offensive language. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of all those that lost their lives and their fight with mental illness. May you all be resting in the peace that you could not obtain or find in this lifetime. Hello, my name is Luis and I welcome you to my podcast, The Peace Program. The podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. In this podcast, I will be talking about everything energy from the law of attraction to biblical teachings to spiritual enlightenment to numerology. I will also be talking about a very powerful and important practice of forgiveness, repentance, and transformation called Ho'oponopono, which, by the way, I use in my personal life on an everyday basis. In these uncertain times we are living in, we all need some guidance, inspiration, and uplifting. But most of all, we need healing. We need to know that love and peace are still alive and still reign supreme in this universe. And on this podcast, we will all learn how to have them both in our lives, so we can all learn to live in peace and in harmony once again. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Luis, the Prophet of Peace. I am the I. I come forth from the void into light. I am the breath that nurtures life. I am that emptiness, that hollowness beyond all consciousness. The I, the it, the all. I draw my bold rainbows across the waters. The continuum of minds with matters. I am the incoming and outgoing of breath. The invisible, untouchable breeze. The undefinable atom of creation. I am the I. Well, hello, hello, hello there. Hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, hello. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good Friday, good Friday, good Friday. To me, right now, it is the afternoon, so I just will say good afternoon to each and every one of y'all. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Thank you very much for joining me today, guys. It's Friday, Friday, the end of the week. Everybody should be happy because it's Friday. So I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty psyched up because it's uh, it's podcast day for me. So I'm pretty psyched up about this. I always love coming on here to do some podcast episodes with you guys and having you guys likes and having you guys uh feedback and everything and listening to me and and giving me the feedback that I deserve and that I need to help me uh, make this podcast better because of course as I mentioned the podcast the peace program is the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you (laughs) once again thank you very much everybody for tuning in thank you for listening to me um last week's podcast episode uh my three-part series. I've never done a three-part series uh, 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 of a certain topic, but uh, 
as you uh, as you guys have heard, uh, and thank you very much for the feedback. Uh, as you guys have heard, based on all the feedback that I've gotten, that I've received, I've received a lot of mixed messages, mixed reviews about my my uh, my series. Uh, thank you very much for that, uh, for both the good and the bad feedback. I mean, it wasn't necessarily negative feedback. It was just feedback that that helps me improve myself and the podcast and the pro the program. All in all, in all. So once again, I will say thank you. I did get a considerable considerable amount of feedback concerning my self image. <laughs> a lot of you uh, basically sent me a lot of emails uh, telling me that uh, that that I was talking down to myself a lot, that I was talking down to myself, and that I should not be doing that. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right, guys. You're absolutely right. But the fact of the matter is. This uh, this is a touchy subject. This um this mental awareness issue is a very very touchy subject. Some of us just, just some of us just feel the need to touch it when it happens to us close. When things happen close to home, people always feel the need to to uh, bring those certain type of tragedies out into the light because they happen so close from home. Now, I'm here to remind you that tragedies can happen just as fast as miracles can. No one is immune. We're not immune. Tragedies can happen just as fast as they're just as quick and just as, just as alarming as miracles can. And in either way, we must learn to be grateful. We must learn to have gratitude in every part of life. Uh, I always see messages and Facebook posts about, oh, God is good, God is good. You guys are posting stuff like, God is good, this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you guys post that, uh, you guys post that directly after something good happens to you. First, you post the good thing that happens to you, and then you say things like, oh, God is good, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know? (laughs) For once, I'd like to see... (laughs) <laughs> For once, I'd like to see somebody post, I just got fired today from my job. God is good. <laughs> Hashtag, God is good. No, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding with that. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I know what you mean. I know where your hearts are at. But see, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's exactly the thing I'm trying to tell y'all. Whenever things hit us close to home, that's when we start focusing on it. I mean, this series that I decided to create, this three-part series, Depression Does Not Know God, was created because of what happened to a good friend of mine. I mean, I was destined to create a series like this, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sure about how to go about it until this happened. Until this happened, this was like an eye-opener. Because... As I mentioned in my episodes before, you don't expect certain people to do this type of thing. You don't expect them to do it, but yet it does happen. And yet they do go through the mental issues and they do go through the mental illness. Mental illness hits everybody. 
I also talked about the uh, Instagram influencer um, from the uh, from from the uh, um, from the van life. Her her name was Lee Lee McMillan. Everybody on uh, on her uh, her her uh, Instagram follow, who follows her always said that she seemed so bright-eyed and so so bushy-tailed and so vivacious and so lovely and so gracious and everybody had something good to say about her still to this day something uh, people are always always commenting about her still to this day people are always commenting and saying how good she was to the world the problem here is guys we are good to the world. But here's the problem. How good is the world to us? See, how good is the world to us? Yeah, we all go through problems, we all go through issues, we all go through things that trouble the mind, that trouble the heart, that trouble the, the spirit. We all go through them. But it's how we handle them that matters, I believe. I mean, with me, well, let's let us let us take let, let's let's take a quick look with these uh these these two uh, examples uh, that I just mentioned. I mean, Lee McMillan, as I mentioned in my last episode of the Peace Program, you guys can find her uh, under her moniker Life with Lee on the internet, on Instagram, and on on YouTube. And you can you'll see for yourself how vivacious, how vivacious, and how lovely, and how how young she was, and how bibly and how highly spirited she was. But she had her moments. She had her moments. She was a social butterfly to the end. She was a social butterfly to the end. And when this pandemic hit, in her particular situation. It was like she was stuck. It, it was like she felt trapped. And she couldn't do a thing. Uh, she couldn't do a thing about it. And she felt like she was just there. But you guys will see for yourselves. Uh, if you go into her uh, into her Instagram and her YouTube. Uh, once again, her uh, moniker is uh, Life with Lee, or her handle, Life with Lee. You'll see how what I'm talking about. In my friend's situation, my friend was a comedian. Well, he was he he was doing stand up com- he was doing stand up comedy for years. He had been doing that. Uh, as a matter of fact, ever since we met him, ever since I met him. He was doing stand-up comedy. And he was an artist. He would draw and he would paint. He had vision. He had vision. And when you see people like this. And you hang out with people like this. And you get used to being around people like this. You don't see them as having mental issues. You don't see them as having underlying issues of the mind. But they do. They do. 
And these two examples that I mentioned are not the only ones. I mean, there, there could be, I mean, you who's listening to me right now, you who's listening to me right now could be suffering from mental issues. Be it depression, be it uh, whatever, bipolar, be it, be it whatever, whatever mental illness is going on in you, you're having it and you're listening to me and you're going through it. And yeah, see, the thing is, we all get into this habit of going, oh, you're not alone, you're not alone, you can reach for help and this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. But see, what you guys need to understand, once again, and I'm going to go ahead and hammer it into you as many times as I need to on this podcast, depression does not know God, okay? And what I mean by this is God can't help them. I don't care what you say, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you think you are or who you are. You tell somebody who's going through mental issues, God can help you. God can free you. God can let you go from those things. And this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. No, he can't. No, he can't. It's got to be on us first. It's got to be on us first. Our cup has to be empty in order for us to accept the blood of Jesus in order for accept the drink from the water of the well of wisdom that God can bring into our lives when our cups are not full they're gonna be overflowing and guess what they're gonna be overflowing with they overflow with crap because that's so much we got so much crap up inside us that we don't care about God we don't listen to God And that's how it was with me. That's exactly how it was with me. When I was going through my depression, when I was going through my issues, when I was going through my victimhood mentality. And I had God around me. I had prayer intercessors. And that's the best, that's the best thing that one could ever have. Unknowingly and knowingly. Prayer intercessors, those who intercede for you and you up in spirituality not in religion in spirituality in a spiritual sense they back you up they're like your avengers they're your spiritual avengers and I had plenty of those I still have plenty of those and that's the good part that's the favor that God grants us when we let it when we let ourselves go and we let ourselves get directed the way we're supposed to Unfortunately, the people that decide to do this type of stuff lose all hope. They don't see a light at the other end of the tunnel. So, to them, there is no hope. I know what it's like. I've gotten there. As I mentioned in my other episodes of my other podcast, I've tried to commit suicide eight times myself. And me, I had a purpose. I was born with a condition I did not like. I didn't ask to be born with clipophile syndrome. I didn't ask to be born disabled. I didn't ask to be born different than my brothers. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. And the only thing I could do was just dwell on it and be depressed over it and just live with it and be sad over it. So I thought, 
But it's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. And because of that, though, because of that, the depression set in. And I didn't want to be here. So I tried to drink myself to death. I tried to do drugs. I did. I've done every kind of drug you can think of, man. Shoot. Except two drugs. I'd never tried LSD or mushrooms. You know why? Because those two kind of drugs make you hallucinate. I don't need to hallucinate because I already see things that are not there anyway. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that sees things people don't see or people don't want to see. And then I see it and put it out there to the light so everybody can see it. But now I don't do drugs anymore. I mean, I do drugs, but I do the ones that the doctors prescribe for me now. Those are the only kinds of drugs I do now. And as far as alcohol is concerned, I still drink. I ain't gonna lie. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. I still drink. I still take drinks. I'll drink. I'll have fun with my family. I'll fun. I drink with my brothers. I drink with my mother. Have a couple drinks. Have a couple beers. But it's all in fun. It's all in fun now. Before, it was always to die. It was a it, it, it was a month long series of binge drinking, and I'm talking hard stuff. I'm talking liquor. I'm talking uh, I'm talking tequila. I'm talking hard stuff. Okay, and I used to wake up like that every day, in 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 my early twenties. Just because I didn't want to be here anymore. And every time I used to wake up, I'd be like, why the hell did I wake up again? Alright, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> you know? I was like, uh, you know, like Pinky in the Brain. You know, when Pinky tells him, Brain, what are we going to do today? <laughs> the same thing we do every day, Pinky. Well, the same thing we do every day. Try and take over the world. <laughs> in my mind, it was like, what am I going to do today? The same thing I do every day. Try to fucking kill myself. That's what I thought. That's the way. That was my mentality when I was in my 20s though. Oh, by the way, um, <laughs> I also got feedback on my potty mouth. So, But I did post a warning. I did post a warning. I'm going to tell you guys right now. And I've already told you this. I'm not a Christian. I don't consider myself a man of God. But I do know the Bible. I do know the Bible. I do know what it is to be good. And I do know. I definitely know what it is to be bad. And I definitely have a fear for God. And I definitely know what fear is. And I definitely know what prayer is. Okay. I definitely know what prayer is. I know what it's like to be a, a victim. But now I know what it's like to be a victor. A while back I was. Uh, I. Uh. I was doing some uh, podcasts when I first began, and uh, a lot of people would accuse me of being cocky. Being cocky was like their thing for me, because they would hear me speak, and they would hear me talk about how proud of myself I was. And yes, I am. I am. Like my favorite television uh, evangelist, Joyce Meyer, says, I'm not where I used to be. I'm, I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I want to be yet. And, and as a matter of fact, in my 48 years old, in my 48 years of age, I don't know where, I, where I'm going to be. 
I'm just following the yellow brick road, ladies and gentlemen. Following the yellow brick road. That's all I'm doing right now. But, but, as, I, but as I said, I'm not where I want to be yet. But I'm not where I used to be. And am I proud of that? Hell yes. Hell yes, I'm proud of that. That's not cockiness. That's confidence. That's confidence. That's confidence. That's confidence in myself. Faith. I have faith. And I have intelligence. Faith is confidence in God. Intelligence is confidence in yourself. I'm going to say it again. Faith is confidence in God. Intelligence is confidence in yourself. When you know who you are, then you know where you're going to go. And it doesn't matter. Your, your uh, conscious mind doesn't have to be directing you. You can be directed by God just like I am. I learned to trust God now. I've learned to trust now. I have a let go and let God mentality that I've never had before. And I'm happy for it. I'm excited. You know, when I, when I don't know what the next chapter in my life is going to be like. Instead of getting worried and getting upset and getting depressed like I used to. I get excited because I live with that let go and let God mentality now. I surrender to the, uh, to the presence of the, the divine. I've learned to surrender to the presence of the divine. And it wasn't always like that though. I guess that's one of the reasons why I am. How people say cocky. But. See the thing I want you guys to know is I wasn't like that. When I was uh, in my 20's. Much less even high school. In high school I was afraid of girls. I was afraid to talk to girls in high school because of my condition. My clipophile syndrome was not a normal thing for girls to handle. So I would think in my mind. I don't know. I, I, never gave myself, I never gave myself the chance to go up to a girl and go, Hey, how you doing? No, no, it was always the girls that came to talk to me. If they wanted to talk to me, they would talk to me. I wasn't going to be the one to initiate any conversation. Talk about, hey, how you doing, girl? This and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that, that just wasn't like me. It wasn't of me. But thankfully, girls understood. And, and some of the girls, uh, some of the women that are my friends now from high school understood who I was and understand. And hopefully they understand now where I'm coming from. Hopefully now that they get to listen to this podcast understand exactly where I'm coming from. Because I got a lot of feedback about that. And uh, from, from uh, not just uh, not just from people that I know, but uh, also from, uh, from people that don't know me. People were just telling me that I was just straight up just doubting myself. Straight up doubting myself. And... And... It, and that I have a potty mouth. So, uh, but once again, I did post a warning. I did post a warning on my podcast. I, every time I use potty mouth, potty language, I always have to post a warning. That tells you whether you want to listen to me or not. But it's on you, though. It's on you whether you want to be blessed or not. I mean, these things, the peace program is here for you. It's here for me. 
the Peace Program is the program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. And the, the, the podcast that brings the best part of me out of me. And that's what I'm happy for. I'm happy for that. Now, I live the way I live now because I've learned to accept the error of my ways. I've learned to accept responsibility for who I am as a person in life. And now, I know how to live in peace. I know how to live in peace. The other day, I got a mess. I, I got a uh, I got a question from a uh, an emailer, and the question was: Is happiness the same as peace? Is being happy the same as being in peace? No, it's not. No, it's not. Happiness depends on the situation around you at the po- at the moment, but it's around you. That's what happiness is all about. It's always dependent on something that's around you. Peace. Peace is always dependent and will always be dependent on what's inside you at this very moment. At this very moment, that's what it's all about. How you feel at the moment. How you are at this moment in time. That's another thing that happens when you live in depression. You don't live day by day. This ain't Alcoholics Anonymous. You're not living life day by day. You're living moment by moment by moment. In a moment you can hurt yourself. In a moment you can help yourself. In a moment in a moment you can hurt someone else. In a moment you can help them. See? It all happens in one minute. Not day by day. One minute at a time. And that's how I've learned to live. That's how I've learned to live. A lot of things that were not right in my 20s concerning me, myself, and my family are good now. They're good. Because that's another thing depression provokes. Depression provokes loneliness. Depression provokes loneliness, guys. And I know you guys, uh, you guys mean well. Society wants to mean well when they say stupid shit like, oh, um, if you need help, reach out, reach out, reach out. And they have this suicide hotline, suicide hotline. Ain't nobody going to reach out for you. Ain't nobody going to reach out. Ain't nobody going to call. You know why? Because depressed people don't like to be depressed. They get used to it, but they don't like it. Because it has that stigma of craziness. It's got that stigma of going wacko. People don't, wanna, people don't want you to know that they're going wacko. People don't want you to know that they're losing their minds. That's why it only takes a certain type of people that you can, a certain type of person that you can trust to help them. How do you, uh, how do you save a person's life? How do you get a person to trust you? You save their life. How do you get a person to trust you again? You save their life. You know how? Not by being kind. No, it's it's never going to be through your kindness or whatever. It's going to be through your caring. That's where it's going to be at. Remember that. Show them they matter 
so they can see that you care. That's where it's at. That's where it's always going to be that. You can debate me all you want to, and you can disagree with me all you want to, and try to say or go against me all you want. But if you're feeling that way, then you just don't know. You just don't know. But you damn sure better ask somebody. Because that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. Anyway. I went from that. To this now. To who I am now. To who the peace program is now. I'm going to talk real brief about a process that I discovered in 2016 that has helped me immensely in my inner spirit. In the beginning of season two of the podcast, I talked about a doctor who healed with love. This doctor is from Hawaii. I didn't tell you his name though. This doctor is a Hawaiian doctor. He's a, he, he's a therapist. He's a psychologist. And in the 80s, he, well, for those of you, I mean, I already, it, it's in the first episode of the, uh, of season two of the podcast, for those of y'all who wish to learn about that. But real quick, this, this doctor, I'm just going to go ahead and just go through the gist of what this doctor was about and how he used this particular process that I'm about to teach you guys, because I understand how this works and I know that after I explain this process to you guys you guys will understand how it works as well and the name of the game of the peace program will always be to bring peace to yourselves to bring peace to ourselves to be the best part of you out of you to bring the best part of you out of you to bring the best part of me out of me Anyway, this doctor in the 80s, he got called in to work in the psychiatric ward. The psychiatric ward was full of uh, criminally insane people. Criminally insane people who basically committed all kinds of atrocities, all types of crimes, rape, murder, all kinds of ugly, heinous crimes. And the turnover rate on this, this, uh, on this facility was tremendous. People would get there and they would leave within weeks of working there. Because it was so dangerous to be around that area, to be around that place that no one wanted to work there. So finally this doctor goes in there and he tells him that he'll go in there but with one condition. That he's going to do his own brand of therapy when he goes in there. The administrators and uh, and everybody in the hospital was uh, in in the ward. There were so desperate to have someone there that they were like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever. So this guy goes in there, and he doesn't see any patients though. He doesn't look at no patients. He's in his office. He's pretty much in his office all day, and when he comes out, he has to come out when, of course, lunchtime, and interacting with the uh, co-workers and, and with the administration and the staff and everything. But he's in his office. And he's there, and, and time goes by. And he, had, he, he interacts with the, uh, 
he interacts with the patients as well, but he doesn't look at them on a one-on-one type of testing basis. He doesn't do that. But something starts happening. Starts something weird starts to happen. The patient starts. All the patients are noticeably getting better and better and better and better. Little by little, these patients are getting well, and nobody's understanding what's happening. The energy of the place is like literally changing. Literally doing a 160 there in that facility. And then they finally figure it out. Maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's this doctor that's doing something that we don't understand. So they talk to the doctor and they say, hey, what are you doing? I mean, what's happening? The, uh, the patients are, it seems like everything is getting better. You know, the energy of the place is getting better. The patients are getting better. What's happening? What are you doing? Are you doing something specific that we don't know about? And the doctor says, yes. He says, I'm doing something. I'm doing my part. I'm cleansing on the world. I'm cleaning on the world. He says, I'm cleaning the part in myself that I share with you and that I share with them, he says. That is how we all get better energetically speaking. That is the only way, he says. When you live in peace with yourself, everybody around you is in peace, he says. So what he's doing is basically, he's walking in to his office and he's looking at the files of every patient. He's looking at the files and he's reading the files. And whatever he's feeling at the moment, whether he's reading a patient that did this or a patient that did that, everything he's feeling about that, whether he's reading about a patient that raped somebody or a patient that killed somebody or a patient, whatever he's feeling about that at that moment, he's cleansing on it. He's cleansing on it and he's cleaning on it to purify that with the energy that he's utilizing from that to himself, from himself and to himself and by himself. So that's what he's doing. So then they ask him, what, so what does that mean when you're cleaning? Because they didn't understand. They don't understand. At first, it's hard to understand. You're clean. What are you doing? You're clean. He says, I'm taking responsibility for them. I'm taking responsibility for what they did. I'm taking responsibility for the heinous acts that they're committing. And I'm saying, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And he's doing it over and over and over and over. And he's doing it in his mind and in his voice. He's voicing these words, but he's also putting them in his mind. And the more he's doing it, the more the patients are the better the patients are getting. And before they know it, the patient starts leaving. They, they start leaving, though. They start leaving the mental ward. Little by little, they start getting better. And they start moving. They, they start getting transferred to other facilities. Because they're getting better, psychologically speaking. Now, while he's doing this, they got other administration and other staff t- doing the regular tests. Doing the regular workshop tests and whatever tests that they do. And that's how they're discovering that these people are getting better. They're getting well. The energy of the place is even getting better. 
they would give reports about how ugly this place was that they had to literally paint the walls every month because the energy of this place was so bad that the paint of the walls would chip away so they would have to send maintenance every literally every month to come and paint the facility and that wasn't happening as soon as this man walked in this is the practice that I've been doing ladies and gentlemen the practice that I've been engaging in since ever since 2016 before then I had money issues before then I had mental issues before then I had drug addiction issues before then I had alcoholic issues now I ain't got none of those issues those issues are gone you know why because my spirit is clean within me I had issues with people I had issues with my family I had issues with my mother I had issues with God now all those issues are gone I don't have issues with nobody not even with myself because that's where exactly it is. That's exactly where it is. The problems are within you. Have you ever noticed? And this is what this doctor likes to say. This doctor likes to say. Have you ever noticed that every time there's a problem. You are there. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the memories. Our memories are problems. Our own memories come to us in the form of problems. You can't run from your problems because they're already up in you. You can't hide from your problems because they're already in you in the form of memories. Wherever you go, there you will be. You can't run from yourself. It's inevitable. And from a mental illness perspective, I understand where these people come to lose that hope. Because they can't run from themselves. And they don't know how to find peace within themselves here. Now, hopefully, those of the, those that we know who are not here anymore have found peace within themselves already. Hopefully, they found the peace and death that they couldn't find in life. I speak of uh, my friend, and I speak for. Uh, this beautiful young lady, Lee McMiven, and for countless others that we do not know, that feel that they have to commit this this thing to find the peace that they couldn't find, that they can't find. Well, this particular practice is called Ho Oponopono. It's a Hawaiian practice, ladies and gentlemen. In Ho, in Hawaii. In Hawaiian, Ho'oponopono means to make right, to correct an error, or to make right. That's what Ho'oponopono means. And it is basically, it is rightfully so that it came from there. Nobody knows really where Ho'oponopono came from. But they used to practice that thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago before Christianity came in and took over. And as everybody can see, as y'all can see, I mean, the number one place of destination for vacations is what? Hawaii. Why? Because it's, just a, it, it's such a beautiful land. It's, it's like the most beautiful land in all the lands. 
people want to go there because of the beauty that is in Hawaii. I believe that the beauty in Hawaii exists because of this particular practice of forgiveness, repentance, and transformation called Ho'oponopono. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that with all my soul. Now this is a beautiful practice, ladies and gentlemen. This is a beautiful practice. It brings inner peace. That's what it brings, basically. It brings inner peace. First, you learn to take responsibility for everything that's happening in your life. Everything and anything. And yes, I do mean everything and anything. Alright? That's how this works. You learn to take responsibility for anything and everything that happens in your life. And then you start cleaning on it. How? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And that's how. Eventually, I don't know how it works. Don't tell me how it works. Don't ask me how it works because I don't know how it works. I just know it works. Even the doctor that teaches this does not know how it works. He just knows it works. And he made it work. Eventually, three years down the line, that ward, that mental facility that this doctor used to work in, it closed. It closed. Now, not all, not, not all the patients that were there got healed. He mentions two of them that did not get healed. Two of those patients were just so out of it that they basically did not get healed. But they still got transferred to other facilities. But still, though, the turnaround rate on that particular issue was outstanding, was phenomenal. And now that I know how to use this practice, now I know how to do this for myself. I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the world. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for the people around me. My life is better now because of this practice. My life is a hell of a lot better now than it was 10 years ago. I can tell you that from experience. Even my family can testify that. They can test to that. Life is good for me right now at this particular moment. I'm not going to kill myself again. I'm not going to attempt suicide anymore. Because I don't need to. Because it's fun to live with this trust God mentality. To To live with this let go and let God mentality. You know? It's fun. It is fun. It's scary because you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. But still, you know God's on your side. When you reach for him, you know he's on your side. That's the thing. You reach for him. That's what happens in you when you're communicating with God. With the divine. When you're saying, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You're basically communicating with the divine. You're petitioning. You're not pleading. You're petitioning for peace. In a way, it's kind of like a prayer. It's kind of like a prayer of peace. It's not a victim-filled prayer. 
It's not a prayer of wanting anything from God. It's not a prayer of asking anything from God. It's not a prayer for pleading of anything. It's a petition. It's a petition to help make the world a better place the way he created it to be. And the way we deserve to have it here with us and with everybody around us. Anyway, guys, thank you very much. I know it's a long, it, it, it was a long podcast. I, I, I want to make it, I want to try to make this a little bit, um, well, I mean, we're 41 minutes into the game here. 41 minutes into the game. I want to make these podcasts as short as they can be. But, uh, because I know you guys have a lot of stuff that you guys, there's a lot of content out there that you guys could focus on better than being focused on me and whatever. But still. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate your feedback. I really do appreciate uh, your comments and everything. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Challenge yourself. I'm going to give you guys a challenge. Should you choose to accept it, that's your thing. For 10 days, for 10 days, learn to clean on yourselves. Clean on yourselves. Take something that bothers you, that just picks at you, that you just dwell on, that you think about. That is an issue. Something, I don't care what it is. It could be something that's bothering you with a person even. It doesn't matter. Just take something and start cleaning on that. Take that and clean on that and see what happens in 10 days. And just do that. Just go, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. You can do it in your, in your mind, or you can do it in your voice. But take responsibility for that issue, for you, and for the person that's bothering you, or for whatever it's bothering you, or however it's bothering you. Just take it. And run with it with, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you'll see what happens within 10 days of that particular thing. You'll see what happens. It's a uh, trust God type of mentality. It's a let go and let God type of mentality. You don't live in victimhood. This will take you from victimhood to surrender. Surrender? Surrender doesn't mean... I'm not talking about giving up. I'm talking about letting this go and giving it to God. Letting go and letting God. Take yourself from that. Take yourself from victimhood to surrender. And do that for 10 days. Once again, that's going to be your assignment. Should you choose to accept it? And I hope you do. With all my heart. Because I'm going to accept it. I'm going, to, I'm going to be cleaning with you as well so that you can see that this works. Whatever happens, the divine always knows what's best for us. The divine always gives us what is best for us. God, the divinity in us, with us, in, his, in us, through him, will always decide what is best for us. We don't decide our destinies, ladies and gentlemen. We discover them. I didn't decide this. I discovered it. 
And because I'm discovering it, I'm picking up the ball and I'm taking it home. I'm taking it for a touchdown. <laughs> now the football season started, I'm using that. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining me on the Peace Program. I hope you guys uh, had a lot of fun listening to me and enjoyed this uh, particular session here. Um, I want to leave you guys with uh, my thoughts and my sentiments on what it was for me to learn this particular beautiful art of repentance, transformation, and forgiveness called Ho'oponopono, okay? So anyway, guys, uh, I was going to do a Q&A section, but of course, unfortunately, uh, we got a little bit uh, passed over time there, so I don't want to keep you guys up, you know, we're already literally 45 minutes into the game, so now nah, I don't want to leave you guys uh, hanging or whatever. Uh, I, I'll probably do a Q&A section tomorrow, guys. Q&A, sec- uh, Q&A segment will be tomorrow on the Peace Program. I want to see you guys' feedback, and yes, and I did get a lot of feedback concerning the episodes of the series that I just mentioned earlier in the beginning of the program. So anyway, thank you very much for joining me on the Peace Program. I want to leave you with my thoughts and my inhibitions and my uh, and my uh, peace, my inner peace with you. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining me. How do I always leave you guys? Um, never, ever, ever, ever take your lives for granted. Okay, y'all have a good weekend, and y'all stay in peace. And y'all be alright. Be cool. And as my cousin used to always say, be blessed. The path of least resistance. Or should I say, the path to most allowance. When I say the words, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I forgive myself, I am simply doing my spiritual cleansing on my on the part of me that I share with you and with the universe. I am taking 100% full responsibility for everything that comes into my life simply become simply because it is in my life. And when I say everything, I say everything. Everything unwanted comes to me so that it can be healed. Healed how you say? With the greatest energies that God himself ever put on our planet. Love. And so everything begins with healing myself. Once I am healed and free, you too are healed and free. Learning to communicate with the divinity in you. The most destructive force in this universe is regret. At the same time, the most constructive force we have on this great and powerful earth is gratitude. If one lives his or her life with gratitude and knows how to be grateful for everything that he or she has, no matter how small or how insignificant they may be, the things that you do not like or that do not feel good about, that you do not feel good about, or that you do not have at this moment will become good. At the same time, you will begin to see changes and experience situations that will cause you to believe and to be even more grateful for. And the things you do not have will all of a sudden come into your life like magic. Once this happens, we will truly know how to be grateful with life and with God. I am the living example of what I have said here. Throughout my life, I have been in many low times and in many, many bad times. 
living my life in full sorrows, fears, tragedies, and disappointments, needlessly going through tearful and sad experiences without having understood that the power to bring change to myself was, has, and will always exist within me. But now, since I have lived what I have lived with sincerity and with certainty and with total confidence and faith, I can honestly say I am the one who creates my own destiny. The mantra, the words that bring on forgiveness, repentance, and transformation. Each one of us is responsible 100% for our own actions. Everything begins and ends with you. Everything and end begins and ends with me. Please forgive me for not having the courage to understand my own destiny in this world and for not thinking that I could never find the courage in myself to achieve all the things that I for so long hoped for and sought after for my own happiness. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to return to myself and for not letting me lose myself in my own desperation and despair. For not losing myself in my own darkness in which for so many years I walked in. I love you for not giving up on me and because you never left me. And because you exist only to give those to re who reach for you happiness, true love, and inner peace. I'm sorry for not understanding this earlier in my life. I forgive myself. Thank you for your forgiveness. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I forgives myself. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. All the information we discussed here today can also be found on my personal blog post at www.peaceprogram.info. That's www. Dot peaceprogram.info for questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions about anything you've heard here on the podcast here today, you can reach out to me at theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. That's theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace be with you, all my peace, the peace that is I, the peace that is I am, the peace for always, now and forever and forevermore. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not the world's peace, but only my peace, the peace of I. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, I forgive myself. This blog and all other future works and future podcasts are dedicated to the memory of my best friend and brother who always believed in me and never stopped encouraging me to develop my God-given skills in helping people help themselves, just like he and I always helped each other. I love you always, my brother. Rest in peace. Michael Mikey Ortiz, born April 7th, 1974, died January 8th, 2021.